0: Anytime you start to drift away from purpose, you start to drift into pain. And so so having that alignment um, with your purpose uh, and understanding that and understanding who you are um, as a human first kind of helps build these other things where it's like, man, I I did this in my personal life. Like basketball is really nothing.
1: Lead by example with Bob Myers is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, you bet, you get. With Caesars Rewards, must be 21 or older. Welcome to Lead by Example. I'm your host, Bob Myers. Today, uh, we have Becky Hammond on. World champion, Becky Hammond. Congrats. What did it, uh, buzzer sounds, it's going through your head. <laughs>
0: um, obviously, a lot of excitement. Um, you know, as a head coach, you're just, you're never comfortable. You know, in, until the buzzer goes off, you always um, are just dialed in with, with no let up, um, you know, mentally. So I don't know, for me, it was, it was exciting. I was happy, but I was really quite relieved too, you know, um, yeah. just, I don't know. It's been a long time coming for me. So it, it, it felt really good, but I, I would be lying if I didn't just like exhale, like, yeah, okay, it's, it's over. Like it's over.
1: What is that your first, I'm sure you, what was your first, I mean I'm sure you won before, I don't know what age you were, but I mean, yeah, I mean, terms. there's been
0: different championships. Um, this was my first, you know, I played 16 years yeah. in the W and got to the finals, I think, probably th- four, I think four times. Um, the problem was, Bob, that the other team was better than us. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is a problem. That's a problem.
0: You know, the other teams we were facing was, you know, the big three yeah. with the Houston comments. And um, and then the fourth one actually, uh, you know, pretty banged up. I mean, a lot of this stuff is and even this year, you know, you got to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, and I know you know that very well.
1: Yeah. That's um, okay.
0: So you got you got to be healthy, but um yeah, I was just uh ecstatic. I mean, were, um, were
1: you um what it was it something that was was it better than you thought? What you thought less than you thought? Like now you've had a little time after.
0: Yeah, I mean I I <laughs> I don't know if I knew how it would feel. Um, I yeah. was just kind
1: of, you, you know. guess though, right? You dream of these things. Yeah, right? yeah. You know,
0: yes and no. Yes and no. Um, right. Because the things that I think, and this sounds super cliche, um, but like, you know, the te- I, I inherited a team with a lot of talent um, that had been, you know, close. And I think the yeah. thing that I was just most proud of probably was just the way they played as a team, like turning some individuals into a team, a real team. Yeah. And, um the buying factor was really high from the go. And, you know, I, I think the, the proof is in the pudding, right? Like it's a pretty simple philosophy in the sense of like, for me, if you're open, shoot it, if you're not pass it. And if you see two yeah. on you definitely pass it. Um, so, uh, but, but the buying factor, um, just into each other, into the system, into myself, um, mm-hmm. was something that I felt really, really good about.
1: Yeah. It's interesting because one team, right, one coach, one group of players gets to finish a season, um, whatever league you're in, but college, there's a ton of teams, pros, um, your league. One team doesn't have to look back and say, if I would have done this differently, or if I would have done that differently. When you, lost, when you got to the finals as a player and lost, is this a situation where you're up at three in the morning, or do you literally do what you just said and like, hey, we, they were better? I'll get ready for next season. Like, how do you feel the losing as a coach or as a player?
0: I hate losing. I hate losing. Uh, It's uh, very many sleepless nights. Um, You know, we lost game three and we didn't just lose. You know, there's a way to lose. The way we lost bothered me, Um, you know, granted they had a night, we played poorly. Um, but yeah, I was up till three up at six, like a caged animal, just pacing back and forth in my hotel room, trying to figure out, uh, what we could do differently, what we could do better. Um, yeah, losing. And, you know, even I think it would, it, it, and I will do this. It's going to be wise of me to go back and be like, Hey, even though we won, we could still do some things better and still learn, but it is much easier or. Uh, You're much more driven after losses than wins, but I think you can't get lulled to sleep by winning. Um, Because there's certainly a stretch in our season, and I know you've had them many different kinds of stretches within an NBA season, of just um, like we were winning games, but we weren't playing well. And I was like, let's not get it twisted. We're winning. Okay, that's fine, but we're not playing well, and we're not playing the right way, and that bothered me. Um, And so you always go back to the drawing board and – Try to refigure some things and figure it out. Um, yeah. go back to the drawing yeah. board.
1: So the hating to lose, Becky. What when you were fourth grade? The teacher says, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Were you, were, two, two questions here. Did you hate? Did you always have you always hated to lose? Were you the kid that in Monopoly and whatever you were playing? Um, and then was, was, was it playing? I want to be the best. I want to, what age did this kind of sink in for you on the basketball side?
0: You know, I've been playing basketball ever since I can remember. I mean, they got pictures of me two, three years old, you know, with a ball. I always had a ball. Um, my dad played, you know, church league, city league, um, all these different ways. And so I've always had a basketball in my hand. I always wanted to be the best, you know? And and I think what's, what's kind of cool in the whole thing is just, growing up, I grew up in South Dakota. It was, I, I knew just cause I was the best in South Dakota didn't mean anything against a national stage. And I kind of had an early understanding of that. I don't know why. Um, but it was like, you know, I think I'm better than Mo- every girl in Wyoming and every girl in Nebraska and every girl in Colorado, but I don't know about New York city and California and, you know, right. but I did have a pretty big world perspective on how good I, I wanted to be. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, I'm five, six, and this is still a right. game that gives advantages to to the big and strong. And that right. was never really me. So I had to think about things different. I had to go about it differently right. um, to be successful. Did you have
1: a moment where you came up against some other player? that you remember where you thought, okay, like this is, I'm not, the, the, this, this is a skill I don't, or this person, this is a different level. And did you right. remember that?
0: Yeah, there was a couple of different ones. I had a kind of, if you will, like an aha moment in college um, where we had played a a really high-ranked team and um, I had a great game, played against really great players. Um, So I had one in high school, one in college. And then I would say in the pros um, where it just kind of clicks is like, okay, like it it, it came, it went from me because I was not drafted. um, First of all, making the team, right? So that was my goal. Like every day I was like, no, not today. You're not cutting me today. Um, Right. And that turned into, you know, a 16 year career. But then it became more about like, oh, like I not only do I just want to be here, like I want to be an all star. I want to I want to win like at the highest level. And so um, I think for me, I was a gym rat. I've always been a gym rat, Um, you know, and so I just played a lot and I got better every year and smarter every year. Um, And then, as you know, you're you're your body starts to go like this, but your mind is still sharp as ever. Right. <laughs> so, right, right. Um, you know, uh, it's like, dang, why can't I have this mind when I had that, you know, 25 year old body? But uh, I guess that's that's the way it goes for everybody.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. We all get there. Um, so was there a coach like when you like you mentioned, your body starts telling you how old you are? And then was coaching kind of like, I guess I'll coach or was there a coach that came along and you, you, you admired or? learn from you said that's what I'm doing when I'm done playing was that always sitting in there
0: I mean I I think I've always kind of been a coach on the floor because I had to think the game right because I'm I'm not as big as everybody I'm not as fast as everybody so you know when other people are playing checkers I'm playing chess and that's how I kind of went about it um but as the body starts to tell you you know you got to go into a different direction um I started doing some tv stuff and um, I remember I was doing like, I think a Pac-12 women's game and I was sitting next to the play-by-play guy and um, he was like, man, you know, the losing coach walks out, right? With the head down, sure. like all, all mad. And yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's why TV's the greatest. Like, you know, you never have to leave the gym a loser. And it, that was my other aha moment right then. I was like, yeah, it's not yeah. for me. I'd rather be in the fight because I can't ever leave the gym a winner. Like, right. I don't want to be sure. in, in between just talking about the fight. I want to be in the fight. And so that was, you know, a moment that happened later on obviously in my career that I was like, okay, I I want to I want to be a coach and I guess the greater question in just life is just what do you want your life to be about and for me I want it to have impact. Um, yeah. I want to lead an impactful life, um, and yeah. impact people around me, impact the next generation and everything that entails and so I decided, you know, coaches and players, the people that I was around and in the fight impacted me more than like a TV uh, personality.
1: Yeah. And then as far as like when you were playing, obviously, you were the best player in high school and it sounds like college and and often on your WNBA team. But what what And as far as the leadership part, when somebody says Becky is a leader because what's the because why what's the why of it?
0: I would say uh, probably my my why's are just I would say I'm a uniter. Um, I'm somebody who, you know, I was the last person on the bench. I know how that feels. I was the person that wasn't picked, um, all the way to being the one, the chosen one in a sense. And so I, I feel like I have a lot of empathy for, for the in-between and really being able to, uh, kind of pick up on different things. Now, basketball unites us all, but, you know, I, I would say this to like DeMar DeRozan, you know, who's, who's one of my favorite guys, um, that I got to coach, you know, it's kind of like, what does this this big black guy from Compton straight guy have in common with this little white South Dakota girl. And it's like, mm-hmm. it starts, it starts with basketball, but then you start to sitting down and talking and get to knowing people. And you're like, wow, we, we actually have a lot more in common. Um, then what, than what meets the eye. And sure. I think that ability to connect, um, on a deeper level than just the physical level, but, uh, on a relatability level on a, um, moral level, mm-hmm. um, you know, bigger picture stuff than just basketball. And really, that's what I find. um, That's kind of what I treasure the most is just the relationships that are built along the way. Like what else even really matters in a sense, like other than the people that you're journeying with?
1: Yeah. And so people say that, right? You've heard that, Um, but they don't do it, right? So people say, I've connected with my team and you're kind of like, it doesn't look like that. You know, they're not playing that way. (laughs) <laughs> um not what they're saying about you you know but we all want to do that or less we're many of us are smarter to say I got to connect with the people that I'm attempting to lead. Mm-hmm. So you went to an organization uh, in San Antonio where their coach Popovich is is his mantra too like I want to talk about something besides basketball. You yeah. know, um he he kind of epitomizes that. He exudes that. So but but there's the how, right? So 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 there's the I want to do this, but what your how is kind of like I want to connect with Demar Derozan. He's completely different than me, completely different background. Is it how do you do that? Is my point like how does one connect? You said it's just through basketball, but it's not that simple.
0: No, I mean it's it's time, it's listening, it's sitting down and having conversations. Um, you know, Pop his his thing was dinners. You know,
1: yeah.
0: Um, let's could go you not
1: dinner. go to the dinners? By the way, like what if you said I'm not going to dinner? What would he do?
0: I better have a damn good reason,
1: Bob. <laughs> but Becky, what if you'd been damn good for reason, three bro. nights in a row? Like, what if it was the fourth oh. night? Do You have to go to the fourth night in a row because that's. Me tell you. Can you say I'm tired? I'm tired. I went through.
0: I well, want to hear know, this.
1: I'm very curious.
0: <laughs> so we would. He, there's his his kind of rule of thumb is you know six people, but you know a lot of times we have two, three games in a row that you're trying to prepare for. So it's kind of like you're trying to get in and out of dinner as quick as possible. Yeah. And sometimes those dinners can turn into three, four, five hour events. And you're like, damn, I got to yeah. finish up that scouting report. But, um, you know, there, his dinners were fun, you know, and that's, yeah. again, it's 80% of the time we're not even talking about basketball. Sure. And I right. think that's where, again, you build these meaningful relationships and so when he would take the team out or you're on the bus or you're sitting around in the gym, whatever, like, you know, a player peeks their head into your office and, and you sit down and talk. And that's really where I really feel like um, leadership of a, of, of a small team, right? Because you have different kinds of leaders. You got people that are leading thousands. You have people that are leading. But even if you are leading thousands, right, you still have that inner circle, so to speak, yeah. of your top 20 and and, and the trickle down effect of that leadership. Um, but to me, you know, if I was going to speak or I was going to do this, like, what's my audience? Like, who are they? How, how can I connect with them in a different way in an authentic way? Cause I think one thing I know about players in general, male film, they'll sniff out a fraud in real quick. Um, if you don't know what you're talking about, or if you're kind of faking the funk, like if they don't really feel like you're authentically interested, those conversations are not going to last very long. Um, or have any kind of depth to them and I do think that in order to lead people like I need I want to know how to motivate you I want to know your background because your background gives me indicators of how to push you best because you know some people learn visually some people you got to sit them down and show them tape some people have to walk through it you know so there's different kinds of learners and so for me as a as a leader I want to be able to push the right buttons at the appropriate time um to motivate them um not only to be great basketball players, but like great humans. And I think Mm -hmm. if there's one thing across the NBA and the WNBA, there's a really a lot of great human beings um,
1: on the floor. More lead by example after this.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: and we're back. So you could have quit, you, you know, you love basketball. You got that from, you can't remember when that started, but that was always there in your life. You were good. Um, you weren't, the like you said, gifted athletically or physically like a lot of other women were, or girls. Um, but something shaped you, like something gave you this perseverance. Something gave you this love for the game, love for connecting with people. If we, when you look back on your life and you've done a lot, accomplished a lot, been tested, are there moments or was there a time where you, was there a story or is there a pivotal moment where you go, you know what, this taught me this part. Or my dad or my mom or like my coach, where something shifted in you and you, you learned a hard lesson. Or you had a bad, was it losing in the finals? Like I, I worked with Jerry West for a while. Like his, his championship losses shaped him Maybe not in such a great way, but they shaped him. And he would admit that. But what mm-hmm. were your kind of like, you're here now at this point in your life, and you look back and you go, these three things, this one thing changed my course.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh man, so many stories of like <laughs> hmm. unfortunate but fortunate redirects, um, mm-hmm. whether that be an injury, whether that's uh, losing a big game, whatever. I've been through, through so much hard stuff um, in the sense of not being picked. I mean, every, you know, not being drafted, not, you know, I wanted to play on our Olympic team, you know, that wasn't going to happen. Um, you know, and so some of this stuff, you know, even my, um, coming to terms with like my sexuality, I come from a very conservative background. Um, Mm -hmm. all that now I can see was necessary to build me to be kind of comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Um, and so when you're you're hit with an injury or you're hit with um rejection in a way, uh right. you can I mean there's really only two choices, you either stay down or you get back up. But, yeah. you, you, but you say you say that
1: like it's easy, right? Right. You say like you get back, but but I and I know that and people watching or listening know, but like a lot of people don't take it like that. Like they don't you 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 think that's so clear. Right. Like I didn't get drafted. Well, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. Right. That's not every, a lot of people don't get drafted and it's over. Or with your sexuality, they don't, they're not, they never get comfortable or they don't endure whatever you had to endure. So I'm wondering like what in you gave you that, which you, you know, maybe for you is second nature or maybe it's not, that's that diminishes the work you had to put in to get there and overcome this stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it wasn't always easy. I mean, you know, I can remember so many times growing up, you know, just crying in my car because I didn't know how to, uh, relay this information to people that I loved and cared about, um, or yeah. that they'd be disappointed. And I think, um, you start to build, I think things were being built in me young. Cause I can remember, um, I went to a private school growing up and, uh, I think I was in second grade and I wanted to play on the fourth grade YMCA boys team. And it was like, no, no, she can't. And my dad was like, just let her come play one practice with your guys. And then, and after like 20 minutes, they're like, she can stay. And I think for me, um, I had probably natural leadership skills, but the hard, the depths gave me depth. I think it's really hard to get depth without going, doing a deep dive, um, and into yourself and figuring out, okay, um, what your true purpose is, you know? And I yes. think any, anytime you start to drift away from purpose, you start to drift into pain. And mm-hmm. so, so having that alignment um, with your purpose uh, and understanding that and understanding who you are um, as a human first um, kind of helps build these other things where it's like, man, I, I did this in my personal life. Like basketball is really nothing at this point. Yeah. This is, this, this yeah. is putting a ball in a hole. This is getting up. This yeah. is, Coming back from an ACL, like I can do this. This is physical stuff that I can. If I just put in the work, I can do that. Yeah. Um, the internal stuff was really ground out and really uh, it was it was purified in the fire. I had to go through a lot yeah. of fire. And- what,
1: what, what was the was the? I don't. Know, I don't. If in, in regards to like the hardest thing, um, somebody I heard something good the other day. I was watching the U.S. Open a little while ago, and uh, I think Darren Cahill said, you don't mature through age, you mature mature through pain. Yeah. And it's kind of like you, and I I don't know how old you are, I'm 47, but I'm not mature because of how old I am. I don't think you're mature, but when we look back on like, why do we have maturity? And it seems like you just said what you had to go through personally dwarfs like the basketball, like basketball is a game right? right. We, we boil it down. It's a game. Now there's, we, we get so sick in it. Cause I know you are with the Spurs and with the Aces, like people want to make it so much more than that. And it is so much more than that, but then yeah. it isn't. So it's a hard right. thing to reconcile in your head. <laughs> you know, it's difficult.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a balance. It's, it's what we do and we're going to work our butts off at it. It's what we love. It's a passion. Um, but it's also for me, a vehicle of a bigger purpose, you know, which is impact, which is helping other people, which is being a mentor, um, being a friend, uh, you know, like, like I said, you know, it can't just be about the money. It just can't like, there's more to it. And it's about the journey. And like you said, my maturity rate came because of the hard stuff, not, and I wouldn't change the hard stuff. And as I get older, when something hard does hit me, I actually have... I feel like I've developed the ability and I say developed because it wasn't always there, the ability to sit back and say, Hey, wait a minute. Okay. I don't understand this purpose or this reason why I'm going through this hard stuff now, but I know I will because it's worked out like that, um, in every other facet of my life. So, you know, I go back to, I tore my ACL in 2003. That meant I really wasn't eligible to be on that 2004 Olympic team. That knocked me out, and I believe it was in Athens in 2004. Knocked me wow. out of the Athens, came back, did another thing. 2007, I get traded, have a great year. Um, USA Basketball doesn't want me, which was fine, you know. I'm going in another direction, they're going in another direction. So I played for Russia and the right. crap that I took for, for, for making that decision. But at the end of the day, I'm going to do what I feel in my heart is best and right for me to do, and, you know – fast forward all these years, I'm sitting on a plane coming back from the London Olympics with Greg Popovich. I've been in a mm-hmm. city for five, yeah. six years, never met him. And all of a sudden yeah. on the way back, and he's yeah. like a Soviet studies major from air force. Yeah. So there's, there's like, yeah. like it gave us this dialogue and this commonality and this, um, you know, mutual interest and things that had nothing to do with basketball. And again, you know, I can look in that back on that now and say, oh yeah, I can see where that was necessary. I had to go through that process, and there's yeah. been so many things in my life now since then that it's like, oh yeah, you know, I, could, I had to go through that because I need it. I need yeah. it now. Yeah. So you can pull back the, those, past, those past successes, really.
1: What was the closest moment in that? Was there? I don't know if there was for you. Was there a? What was the closest you came in your basketball life? And maybe, maybe the ACL as a player, but but maybe not that answer. Maybe even in coaching where you kind of said, I don't know if I should do this. What was the closest you came to that? Ooh. Was it getting, because I know you want to be, I don't know if you still want to be an NBA coach. And that yeah. is not an easy road, right? That's I mean, not easy. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's not easy for anyone. Let's no, get that but
1: straight. especially, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, for anybody, right? Yeah, for anybody. For anybody. But, um, but to be like the first woman is not, it's much more difficult, I imagine.
0: Yeah. You know what? Um, I had moments. I mean, I remember a couple of times in my hotel room, there was things that happened or things that were so frustrating to me um, in the moment where it was like, God, like, this just seems impossible. This just seems impossible. Like, what am I doing? What
1: part? Like what part? Losing Um, or? No,
0: no. This is this is more when I was a coach. Basketball, there was never anything Basketball. So so as
1: a coach, when you said this is impossible, like, what just the job, like I, I kind of, I say that too, by the way, I get it, but right. I want to know what it, what's your impossible. Cause I've said that myself it, in my job, you know.
0: Let, let's just go back like a few years for me anyways, um, where there was moments where it was just like, I don't know, maybe if I looked different, you know, if I had a 16 year MBA career, what, what would that, how would that change? my projection but it is hard like you said let's just be straight people are like oh there's only 30 jobs i'm like no there's really only two or three jobs and within those right. two or three jobs how many people are vying for those jobs so it's not just Perfect. about um they're just extremely hard to get male female well, but, but
1: becca you're you're a female right like let's talk about you like right for you well, you're so so if you were a man sitting here and you're like you're hard to get i'd be like yeah yeah but you're looking at like a a, a climb that no one else was looking at you, you, you know yeah. so so i imagine you're kind of like yeah they're hard to get but i'm vying for something that's never happened
0: right you know, you know and i think the thing about it's, it's interesting because you know everybody asks me you know well how are the guys with you how is it with the other coaches and this and that and it's like first of all Like, they're looking at it from my viewpoint, and I always wanted to be respectful of the fact that, like, look, this is new for them, too. They've never had a woman in their midst. I mean, you know how much time coaches spend together, which is thousands of hours, you know. And so I'm always like, you know, I had one assistant coach that I worked with, which he would open. He was an older gentleman. He would open the door for me, you know, And, and he treated me like a woman first. I had another coach who was like, you know, get in the back of the line, Jack. You're the, you're the fifth, sixth assistant. Like both are both are true.
1: Yeah. Both are true. What do you like more?
0: Neither is wrong. <laughs> I actually appreciated both because yeah, right. they're both right.
1: Yeah, sure. Yep.
0: Um, and so I appreciated actually both. But it taught me really. First of all, I want people to be comfortable with me in the room. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I realize at times it might be uncomfortable for them. The amount of times pop paused at first, whenever he would swear, like, or said a word. Uh, I, I, I'm like, uh, I'm an adult. Please proceed and quit stopping because now you're making it more awkward for me. Sure, like, yeah. just keep he doesn't I hear, right, right. You know, <laughs> oh, he's way far over that. We're way past that now. But those first couple of coaches meetings, he'd be like, he kind of like, and even the other coaches, they'd be like, oh, and they'd look at me. I'm like, I got it. I'm putting yeah. it in context, people, because, yeah. you know, there's certain words that I don't really like to use, but yeah. if I can go just there for a second, it's yeah. like, if I called you a dick, you wouldn't be mad. You'd just be like, you get the connotation, sure. you know, you, get, you yeah. get what I'm trying to say without being like, oh, she hates men. Like, Right, right, you know? <laughs> right,
1: right. Yeah, 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 yes, so, yeah. But yes, but some people watching this might not, that's our environment, that's the environment, right? That's also right. like. You know, you're it's in that.
0: It's not for everybody. It's not for no. everybody. That's for sure.
1: No, no. I, but, <laughs> but So coaching men and women. So you sat, you you did head coach the guys. You have done that in moments. Um, yeah. And then you've done, obviously, what you did this last year. Can you boil it down? like, what is the biggest, this is the biggest distinction between coaching, not good or bad, but just different. Is there something or a few things?
0: Um. First of all, I'll say just X's and O's wise, it's it, as, as generic as an X is on a board and an O is on a whiteboard. That's how generic the basketball is. Yes. It's literally right. everything right. is the same yeah. in the sense yeah, sure. of like mm-hmm. schemes, like mm-hmm. uh, offensive concepts, like those things are all those trans, that doesn't matter. Sure. Now, the mind and some of the spirit of athletes, the difference between male and female, um, there are some differences. I mean, I'm not somebody who's like, you're wired a little bit differently, but this is where they can be, um, also a great complement to each other in ways, whether that's men coaching women or women coaching Mm -hmm. men because of a different perspective, because of a different walk, a different viewpoint, um, different experiences, you can really bring stuff to the table that I think can highlight maybe some strengths that were there that weren't noticeable before or, or vice versa. You can expose some weaknesses maybe that like, oh, Hey, that, that's not right. Like, let's, let's work on that. And I think, um, you know, have you ever been on a charter fishing? I love fishing. So I use this example.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I have. So
0: if you were to go on a charter and you took your, your wife and Mm -hmm. some buddies and they had their, their wives or girlfriends or whatever, the, the captain of the boat finds it much easier to coach women than the guys who just want to jump on the reel and manhandle that.
1: Yeah. You know, the
0: women, yeah they're listening yes. and they're they're going they're learning okay you know when you have a you first of all you always want to keep tension on that that pole right yeah. and you yep. never want yep. to have any so yeah. they're actually learning the technique very they're listening very intently because they want to yes. do it so well for you yeah. right sure. and for themselves yes. Yes. so i would say that's that's my example that's, that's your big
1: okay yeah That's a good one And it's all like before we had maps in our phones I always look at the direction thing. We're like, why can't I what is wrong with me that I can't ask for direction? Like, what and and my wife will be like, "Go ask for you know, ask that person. They look like they know what they're doing." And we yeah. have this I don't know if you're I mean, but I do think that coaching that makes sense that maybe I don't know if malleable or attentive or or better listeners is the right way to say it, but did you ever have one of the men guys was there ever a moment where he hit you between the eyes, like, you don't know because you're not a guy? Like, did, did somebody ever come at you at that level? And if they did, how did you respond? Like, I, And I know Pop would never stand for that, but, right. you know, you're not always, he's not always sitting there, right? And you no. had moments where it was just you.
0: Yeah, no. Um, here's the thing, Bob, when people talk about you, you're generally the last to know. So I don't know if they-, they don't
1: but they didn't do it to you. They never said it like. They never, it like, okay, right, they never right. What they
0: say behind closed doors, what, yeah, I, I have yeah, no idea. Yeah. I can tell you that um, I've had really great relationships with a lot of different players. And yeah. that, that, that example that I just give you is a generalization because there's guys that I coached and I saw in huddles who were absolutely dialed in. You, you draw a play, they go out there, and they execute right. the crap out of it. Um, and then I've also seen where you draw it, and I'm, they go 12 feet from where you're like, that's not what I told you to do. Yeah, yeah. we you got
1: know. Clay Thompson on our team, so that's pretty <laughs> much every huddle.
0: Well, I would just give him the ball and say, as soon as you cross that,
1: court, let yeah, it yeah. fly. Yeah, he has strengths. Cool, like that, so
0: um, that's a nice yeah. luxury to have. Yeah, but, it you know, it, it's uh, this year, you know, and I had, a, I had a couple teams, too, that I played with in, in the WNBA who were just exceptional off the board, you know, where you could just draw mm-hmm. something, and their feel – for the game, they knew exactly the timing of it, yeah. everything. And that's, that's a skill set in itself. Sure, um, sure. And, and my team had it this year. And I've, like I said, I've seen other teams, not just the Spurs, but also obviously in the NBA, where it's like, wow, that was, they executed the crap down the stretch, you know, when the pressure's
1: mm-hmm. on. More lead by example after this.
0: The thing about Caesars Sportsbook, it's not just an app. It's your key to a whole empire. Hotels, casinos, restaurants, shows, Caesars Palace. I'm sure you've heard of it. Every bet you place with Caesars Sportsbook brings you closer to perks only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays at iconic destinations, app bonuses, merch, show tickets, and many more Caesars Rewards perks. So get started today. Register using code OMAHAFULL and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, Congrats. If you don't, you'll get your stake back as a bet credit. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET. New York, call 8- Seven seven eight H hopeny or text H-O-P-E-N-Y four six seven three six nine.
1: And we're back One of your players you can tell me who this is guess who said this this is one of your players I didn't really ever know what feeling empowered meant until I'd actually been empowered and that's not a shot at anyone that's just the reality of having an encouraging coach she's definitely hard on me but it's in ways that says I believe and you can do this And I feel like I can elevate to the level she wants me to be because now I believe in myself. You know who said that?
0: I'm going to guess plum.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's good. You got, yeah. I mean, why? So, so give me that background of that. You did something to her that mattered, right? You got uh, tapped into something.
0: Well, first of all, she reminds me a bit of myself with her competitive nature. Um, So there's that. We're both super competitive. I played with a chip on my shoulder a good part of my years. It wasn't until I got older and kind of more settled in my own skin that I didn't, I played freer, I played happier. Um, And if there's one thing I can tell you, I do know any athlete, um, happy players make better players, having an environment where players want to show up and work hard. And so, Mm -hmm. see, I guess it's like fun is like a taboo word in the NBA. let's just go on and it's like okay what do you want to say like joy like what do you how how do you want to put it but what i can tell you is create and i guess it comes to your definition of fun for me competitive anything we can keep score is fun Mm -hmm. let's do that so for me right luckily i had a squad full of, of women this year who were ultra competitors and wanted to win so if, if I'm talking to you and I'm giving you information that's going to help you win and you're that competitive, you're listening. You're locked in. Yeah. And so uh, for her, you know, Plum had – she was the number one pick, scored more points than anybody in, in you know, college basketball history. M- m- women for sure. I'm not sure about men. She might even right. be up there uh, with the men just total points scored. So she's just a bucket getter. And, you know, she had a Achilles. She had um, – she struggled because she was smaller. She's only 5'8". And so adjusting to the league where they're big, everyone's big, fast and strong Mm -hmm. um, and talented. Um, And so her journey, she's had a lot of hard and I could Mm -hmm. identify that and I could uh, relate to that. And so Mm -hmm. um, for me, I love her spirit. I love her spirit, like her competitive spirit. She's she's a no no games kind of person. Like she, she hits you between the eyes. She's like. (laughs) <laughs> I remember one day I was like, I said something to her in a team meeting and I could tell she was throwing off a little vibe and I was like, what's wrong? What's, what's your problem?
1: You said that in front of the team?
0: No, I had said thing? something in front of the team. Yeah, but, and then after when we oh, went to
1: her yeah.
0: personally yeah. and she said, well, I just don't think you were supporting me. And this, 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 this. And I said, you know, I said, listen, I said, it was something that in practice, I said, I'm going to support you, but I'm not going to sit there and stop the whole practice to dissect why you were wrong or right. Like, I also yeah. want to get to the next play, but let me tell you why you're right. And let me tell you why your approach was wrong, you know, and kind of go go back and forth like that with her. But you can have really frank conversations with her and she's receptive. And uh, we walked out of there on the same page. Um, but I'm not I'm not somebody who. I want to go to you directly. Like if I got something or you yeah. got something, I prefer you yeah, just come and hit me right between the eyes.
1: But you so I don't know you as a I mean I know you from afar, <clears throat> but we've never worked together, never been in the huddle. But what you just said to me is I think not I'm no expert why you would be a, why you are a great coach is because one you said you told a, a good player the truth in front of everybody, right? You you had the you know, you you had the um conviction to do that a lot of coaches one won't, you know that they won't even do that right they don't avoid yeah. that two most people leave it there i just told a great player in front of the team and, and i did my job you saw she was she was pissed mm-hmm. right you saw that you, i don't want to diminish like a lot of coaches don't see that they don't even see when a player is upset or not you saw it then you said what am i going to do about it so you walked over to her and you said what's what's up so she trusts you enough to not go nothing I'm good. So she tells you what's up, right? Yeah. So you've earned that, right? Already, she's kind of like, I trust her. I'll tell her what's up.
0: Mm-hmm. She
1: just didn't support me. So then the fourth good thing you do is you don't go, you don't react to that. You don't push back on that and say, listen, you know, you don't double down and say, I'm telling you what you need to do. You weren't doing it. You just said, well, this is what I was trying to do. This is how I'm trying to coach you. This is where it's coming from. So in the course of like, whatever the time frame of that moment was you did you did one thing you thought it out right way then you reacted to it then you adapted to it then you responded to it then you were empathetic and then this player now looks at you like she did support me she is supporting me i trust her enough to talk to her and now this player's bought in but like mm-hmm. do you know how rare like that experience is how many coaches don't even know so it might be you as an assistant going up to your head coach going hey she's pissed off oh forget about her I'm not worried about that. Or like, what's her problem? I didn't do anything. I told her what's wrong. So there's all these layers of coaching. But my experience with all that is, that's an exhaust. Like that takes energy. That takes awareness. Mm-hmm. That, so that that, and you only have so much as a head coach. So I think it's fascinating to hear, for me personally, to hear like a small experience where then you get the player at the end of the year, where you've taken someone with all this talent, and now they're like yours forever. In a way right like they're their best versions of themselves which has to feel i guess that's why you coach right that's look what you just did do it to someone which yeah, is really cool I mean,
0: it, it's she she's a she's a unique individual like she's wired differently you know and i i enjoy different like i like different yeah. i'm different yeah. you know yeah. um and so for me I, the relationship piece and I think I'll say this too. The one thing I wanted to establish very, very early on when I called all them to just talk to them, pick their brain a little bit. They didn't even know me. Like I'm still finishing my season with the Spurs. I'm calling them on the road. We're doing, you know, a zoom or a FaceTime. I, I flew down, um, Asia Wilson. I, th- Flew down Chelsea. Great. Like to come, like come to dinner with me so we can sit and talk and I can start to get to know you. Cause I mean, I watched the WNBA, of course I love the WNBA, but I wasn't locked into them as people. And so to me, like getting to know them and you're right, it's really, it's time consuming, but like, it's my labor of love. Like that's why I'm in it, you know, is to, um, impact these, these people in a positive way because they go on and they impact other people. And I feel like, you know, you can't drop a rock into a pond and not just have it like ripple out. So that, sure. that, you know, the closest circle and then on all the way out. But, um, I do think words matter. I think words carry weight and I think words can impact people either negatively or positively. It's like, like you said, it's like, I'd rather have an ACL then some of the stuff that I had to deal with inside the ACL was easy, like compared to, to what's going on inside my head and my heart. And so, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, there, there is, I mean, I, again, going back to my original point of one thing I wanted to do was create, um, an accountability factor and how you go about doing that for me is being very clear on what the objective is, right? This is your job. This is, this is what we're doing um the expectation you know how you go about doing your job yeah. um and it gives kind of a baseline for accountability cuz there are times that I'd stop the clip and my best player is shooting a terrible shot
1: yeah
0: hey pass the ball yeah and I'll do it to the next person yeah pass the ball like every yeah. so i think i've been fair on accountability now fair doesn't always mean equal Meaning, no. Asia Wilson gets to make a few more mistakes than, you know, yeah. Yeah, number nine, absolutely. ten. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fair is an equal, but I feel like I'm fair in telling them the truth, whether you're my best player or you're the last player on the bench. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think yeah. it translates. And honestly, I think they respect that, like yeah. the truth.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a good way. Somebody, Some coach told me one time, I'm not going to treat everybody equally, but I will treat you all fairly. Yes. That's right. Like you're that's yeah. you can't. I mean, especially yeah. in the level you're coaching at and and obviously in in the NBA as well. Um last question is the is the NBA? Like is that I know you love what you're doing now or or mm-hmm. maybe it's just whatever I don't know is that still in the back your I know you tried and and like to have and now you're doing what you're doing and
0: Yeah, you know, I never say never cuz I I tell you I came out and I Last summer, I actually worked with with Plum on some of her finishing when I was out here for summer – out here. I'm in Texas now. But in Vegas for summer league. Um, never crossed my mind that I would be their coach. Didn't even, didn't even, didn't even cross my yeah. mind. Um, and then just as the, the year progressed, and um, I just felt like it was time for me to step out and do something different um, in a different direction. So I wouldn't say, no, I'm never going back to the NBA. And I'm not saying I could be here for the next 15 years. I don't really know. I kind of yeah. go where I'm wanted where the opportunity yeah. presents itself. And um, I knew they were building something special here, and I really wanted to be a part of that. But also, Bob, I, I just needed, to be quite frank, I needed to reconnect with my family. I needed some yeah. family time um, yeah. and, and some time away. Because uh, when I retired as a player, which was 16 years, two days later I was in the gym yeah. with yeah. the Spurs. And then, you know, how that schedule is yeah. you know, for the next eight years. And so I've never, in the last, you know, 24 years – I've been in some kind of NBA or WNBA yeah. arena, yeah. basically yeah. almost year round. So um, there's lots of reasons for the move. It was absolutely one of the best decisions I made. Mm-hmm. But am I going to stay here for the next 20 years? I don't know. I might. I really love,
1: Yeah.
0: I love the W. Um, yeah. There's some things I want, and, and there's some, you know, we could talk about moving the needle in the NBA arena, but like there's so many other things in the W arena that yeah. I want to move. I want it. Yeah. I want it to get better. It and get it to a standard that it should be at, um, because these are the greatest players in the world, um, and they yeah. got to go overseas, you know, to make money. And I, I want to make more money. I want them to have the best yeah. of the best because they've earned it.
1: Yeah, well, it's such an awesome story. I mean, I have three daughters, and you know, they're they've watched me. And for you to break down some of the gender barriers in the NBA is such. I hope you feel. Um, that you have done that, I know so many people feel like you have, and just make normalizing women in coaching in the NBA, normalizing women in the locker room. I think you're a huge reason for that, um, and I just want to say thank you because I think that's such a big thing um, that we weren't great at, and now we've with with you and, and 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 some other women that have kind of come along. It's such a good thing to have women around us. Like your fishing examples, we need <laughs> we need smarter people. <laughs> Sometimes uh, we, it's just like a group of men in a room making a decision is not ideal. And so um, <laughs> I thank you. Our league thanks you. Um, and, so, and great for you mentioning um, your family in a very authentic way, because I know what it's like to work in professional sports. And um, a lot of people say it, but it felt like you really meant like, That was an important redirect for you as far as like that was not getting you weren't putting in you weren't you didn't feel great about where that was and so great for you for saying it and um and good luck you got a great team go go repeat go do it again thank you